Why would you want to do something like that? Well, I don't know if it's going to pick you up or not. <laughs> no. Okay, you're just doing this. Yeah, but it's, yes, she's going to be closer to us then. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like being close to All my right, wife, everyone, but... disinfect your headphones. <laughs> yeah, everybody disinfect your headphones. Uh, this is me, my parents, one of which is very sick. I'm only kind sick. of sick. <laughs> okay. You've and been sick all night. I've been sick for like two days. You have. It's been all. It's been really crazy. We haven't watched that movie for a long time. The I've been sick all night movie. Yeah, that's true. Is that that's National Velvet with uh, Elizabeth Taylor, which is really young. Yeah, I do not recall that movie at all. I just remember the line. Wow. Oh my gosh, we're going to wow. watch it, even though it doesn't have Liam Neeson. It doesn't in have it. Liam Neeson. In it. <laughs> I was sick close. all night. All right, I'm Dan. I'm Carrie. Thank you. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. And there's a. There's a ten foot bubble around her. <laughs> oh, they wish. I'm gonna cough on them when they're not looking. Okay. Uh, this week our first plan was well, we had, went through a couple movies, some of which I thought I was gonna be a Duluth helping my parents with their new smartphones. And you are here helping no one with their smartphones. I'm here because I'm too sick to go visit my elderly parents. Yeah. So we went through a couple oh. movie options and we landed on the other man. Yeah, there's two men in this movie. There are. There are exactly two. I... Unless you count George. He was a pretty cool guy. Yeah. yeah. But that's another, another part of it. Uh, this film, 2008, uh, also, also has Laura Linney, who you may have heard us talk about. On other podcasts. In, like uh, last week. Uh, yep, she... Because uh, she was on the big C. Uh, that might be a couple weeks ago. Oh. No, when did we just do that with Sam last week? We recorded week? it. Mm-hmm. No, but didn't you upload that? Yeah, but this one won't be uploaded for a couple weeks later, because I staggered the uploads usually. But if we just finish that one with Sam last week, it'll get uploaded the week before this one. Unless I uploaded it already because I wanted to get out of the dark. Just what I think what I have Dan figured out. You don't. I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Dang it. It's been that way since she was born. Okay. If somebody would have told me when Dan was two that this is what I could expect when Dan was, let's say, older than two, I would have, I would have been very grateful for that information. Nobody knew. No. Okay, go on. She was in The Big C, which we did talk about. Yep. She was in Kinsey, which, which we, did we talk also about. talked about. Yeah, I she have... was naked in that one, too. Yeah. Spoilers, she's naked in this one. So, if you don't Not want your children... Not for the whole movie. Though. Not for the whole movie. No, but there's some good still photos. There's some tasteful front boob. Yeah. Whatever. There you go. We uh, thought this was going to be Liam Neeson's sexy times. Well, maybe not yeah. so much. And also Whoa. Antonio Banderas. Well, Puss in Boots, go. Yep, because if you need to find someone to be swarthy... And worthy lover, worthy lover, you get Antonio Banderas. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so 2008, I looked up Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire, tons of awards. Uh, the latest film hasn't been one after that to get Best Picture without any acting nominations. Uh, Heath Ledger was the second person to win a posthumous Oscar. Posthumous Oscar. That was difficult to say. First was Peter Finch for Network. And then this one was for the Joker in The Dark Knight. Uh, Wally tied Beauty and the Beast as the most nominated animated film in history. That's because Wally was awesome. Wally was awesome. He is awesome. I love that movie. Yep. Uh, so, a good another one of those pretty good years for a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie really had no chance. No, it's just not that kind of a blockbuster. It really, it really wasn't. It's just not that big. No, but like when you're trying to compete with Slumdog Millionaire and Milk. No, not going to happen. Yeah, no. Frost Nixon. 
Good, huh. good Oscar-made biopics. Now, nah. hmm? uh, the zero to Neeson on this one is about a minute, maybe less. Yeah, I the wasn't s- watching that. I was making the start of the sense. film was a bit confusing because this film plays fast and loose with what time it is. Right, they flash back a lot. Well, the opening scene was a flashback, a place at a time, which ended up being a flashback. We didn't know that. Yeah, which we didn't clear. know. Nobody told us. No. Right. Well, and because. And I just thought because it was because I was sick. Laura Lenny, her character was the only one recognizable in that first scene. Well, her and Liam Neeson. He wasn't in the first scene. No, he was. He was one? there. He was in the second scene. Oh yeah, that's right. Which is her and him at the fashion, fashion show. show. Yeah, uh, where it's not entirely clear what she does for a living, though we do find out she's a shoe designer, which makes sense why she's at a fashion show. And we assume Liam Neeson is there because he is somewhat. Uh, Romantically affiliated with her because Liam Neeson would not be caught dead at a fashion show. Well, I don't know. I thought I was just sick and I just didn't yeah. understand. So they go out to dinner and we have the first of a couple of times where Laura Linney's character dodges a question about whether she loves Liam Neeson's character. This happens at least one more time where he says something about how much he loves her and she's like, well, of course I do. Not yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then that scene ends with her face sort of not smiling as much anymore. I know. She's also had a long day at work. Yeah. She sort of looked concerned. Yeah. Well, we're not quite sure. And the next major scene is Liam Neeson being sad and giving the mom's clothes to the daughter and being sad, and it's heavily implied that she's dead. I don't think they actually say so. They did not say. Not no. for a long time. Not for a long time. They say she's gone. I mean, we were an hour into the movie. So, I, spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she died. The reason I assumed she was dead is both because it made more sense, and as I uh, told them, it's the daughter had the same face I made when people asked me to wear clothes that I knew belonged to someone that had died. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's... It's odd when you know when you know the person when you kind of when you kind of know the person and you know that they've recently passed. For some reason, it feels weird to put on their pants. I can it, it doesn't make any sense. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't any, wear my mom's yeah. pants anyway. So inside <laughs> a pair of her, the shoes that she designed that he smells because because that's what you whatever. do. That's what you do. He finds a note that says Lake Como, and we immediately wonder if they're talking about Como Lake. Uh, uh, I knew what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know where, we don't know anything about Milan, do we? I know about Milan. I know about Italy. (laughs) You uncultured swine. It's not one of the spots on risk. I don't have to know about it. No. It's a really nice resort place in Italy. Yeah. And so he's a little confused about this. He's trying to live his life without her now, and then her phone rings. Her phone rings. Now, why is her phone still charged after all so this time? He's got I don't want to her know. phone charged on sitting on her laptop, not his laptop. Yeah. Her laptop in the middle of a clean desk. Well, it is was it her desk, and he's cleaned it off. Probably, except Probably. For the laptop. But he the left phone. the laptop plugged in and the phone on top of it, and it's charged. And it's charged. It. I'm saying if I Whatever. die, don't do that. It's oh. one of those suspension of disbelief things that you have to have with movies. And that, like, when you watch a movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it, you have to understand that sometimes a man has to lean out of a jeep 
and redirect a torpedo with his bare hands. This is fine <laughs> and has to happen. <laughs> That's why her phone was still charged. After but she this dead for did not make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like wrestling. I can suspend. I can suspend my disbelief for lots of things. This was that. stupid. I know you're good. So he gets this phone call, and it's sexy man voice. Swarthy. No, swarthy, swarthy, swarthy man voice. Saying that he needs to hear her voice and that he knows it's wrong, but he has to hear her voice. At which point Liam Neeson pre- starts to go a little crazy. Well, For a good he just long begins time. the long, slow burn. And he doesn't of, stop. I am going to find the other man and I'm going to make him pay. Possibly okay, with death. That's Possibly the whole with death. next hour and 20 minutes of the movie. Yes. The rest of the, the peril movie. meter we could talk about now, and I can go to bed. Yes, <laughs> this would be a very short okay. podcast. Yeah, well, Dan, you and I can keep talking. We could. Well, then, you later. want to take a nap? You take a nap. <laughs> well, we could talk about how weird the ending is. Well, peril meter. Well, peril meter zero. I'm too sick to even. He never. Argue. There was really no, there, no was, there was a point where there were others in peril because of him. That doesn't like, count. No, peril no, on him? No. no, this is a zero. No, I mean, he didn't peril. even get in a car accident. He picked you know? up a hammer once. He, you know, and he was wasn't The turtle didn't bite him. Yeah, the turtle didn't bite him. He didn't get he did, food poisoning. He did not get into a hammered Star Wars Episode One duel with the guy. And yes, she did say the turtle didn't bite him. Yes, it's true. There was a turtle. No, no, no. <laughs> tortoise. It was there a was tortoise. a tortoise. Tortuga. Sorry, that's true. Yes. It was a tortoise. So, the brief rundown of how this goes is he gets his security person at his job where he's a software designer. He's a boss of the software company. Gets her to track the email from this guy who he has started having correspondence with pretending to be his own dead wife. Great. Because he's a stable individual. Then he asks his... Does he... He asks his, the, 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 the night watchman for a gun. Sure. Then the personal assistant for a flight to Milan okay. after yeah. he figures out that's where this guy is. And everyone in his office is concerned. As he, they should be. As they should be. So he goes to Milan and figures out that this guy walks from the apartment where he lives through the streets and goes to a little chess cafe. Uh-huh. And so, every day. Every day. And so, he starts to play chess with him and becomes his friend. And then when he's not playing chess with him, he goes back to the hotel he's staying at. And freaks out. Looks at pictures of naked Antonio Banderas and plots his murder. <laughs> no, he never says anything about murder. He says he's going to kill him twice. He did say he was going to kill him a couple of times. It's implied that he's plotting his murder. It's, it's not. Implied. It's a really does, small, yes. small burn. He, he does not do the whole pegboard chart with the strings. A, a slow burn, but he's driving himself crazy. He is. No well, one because else. he gets Antonio choice. Banderas to talk about his girlfriend. Yeah. Who, of course, is the dead wife yeah. of Liam Neeson's and character. And he talks about... Her, how, how beautiful she is, and how talented, and how she's he, just... I know. believe he talks about her the way that Liam Neeson used to talk about her. Talk about his wife. Talk, used to talk about his wife, but spoilers, she died of cancer, and when you're dying of cancer, you don't look the most beautiful and talented. Well, because cancer takes its cancer does toll start, on your yeah. body. And so there's a whole... He's driving himself crazy. He's getting to be friends with this guy. 
His daughter finds out where he is and tries to get him to stop. And like, goes there. Goes there. to Milan to get him to stop. <laughs> That's because she finally went to the secretary at the office, which would have been my first move. Yes. That's what you do, kids. If you can't find a grown-up, you go ask the secretary because they know everything. Then, I don't even remember. I must have looked down on my phone and looked back up and he had gone to a place. How did he figure out that he was the caretaker of the apartment? Did he follow him down there? How did he get into that room? How did he get there? He followed him. He must have followed him. And saw him go into the basement of the apartment building. He must have followed him. Posh levels. Because he was, he was, he was hovering around this guy and yeah, stalking him for a long time. But this was after one after time, the chess games. After the chess games, because at the end of one of them, oh, they he, had played he, too long. He looks at it. He looks at his watch. He's like, "Oh, I have to go." And a bill collector came. He to skips find on him. the check. Mm-hmm. And, and a bill. I mean, yeah. they might not. Yeah, that might a bill have been, collector came. I don't know. But well, it looked like he was just paying for his drinks, and he was skipping on that check. But he's presented himself as someone who enjoys the swinger high lifestyle. International cosmopolitan yes. gentleman. Okay. Yeah. And now he's skipping on checks, and he goes to, he stalks him down, finds him in the basement of this building, of the apartment building, wearing a blue collar outfit. Dirty coveralls. On, working on a boiler and talking about his pet baby tortoise. And then he's real confused. Liam Neeson does not, for once, doesn't know what to do. Uh-huh. So clearly he does the only logical thing. He sends an email as his dead wife and says, Hey, let's meet for dinner. At the place we always did at Lake Como. Yeah. The, the Lake Como, by the way, was the password to unlock these naked Antonio Banderas pictures. Oh my gosh. Which you can have on your computer wallpaper. Which Dan figured out right at the very start of him it trying was to... super obvious right away. I'm, honestly, yeah. I'm fairly certain you did too. It was pretty yeah, obvious. It was, it was pretty obvious to us. <sighs> but it took him a couple of tries. Uh, so then Antonio Banderas decides to lie a little more and says that, come over to my apartment, where he just goes into... One of the tenant's apartments who isn't there and pretends it's his. Uh-huh. Yeah, he puts on a, a nice suit. Yeah. And says that he needs money for a party that he's throwing. I don't think at that point he says what the party is for. I think he just says that he's going no. to London. No, he said he was going to throw a party for her. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know she's dead. Did, but party. didn't know that she but was dead. But he didn't know she was dead. And so Liam Neeson gives him a ton of cash. Because he says he's strapped for cash. And he's like, oh, you're a good friend. I'm sure I'll give you cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which should have triggered some alarm bells in his head, but it didn't. Uh, so he goes to have a sexy rendezvous in sexy Lake Como and finds sexy Liam Neeson there instead. Where they proceed to get mad at each other about how little the other person appears to care for the dead wife. Oh dear. And be generally both unlikable people. Pretty much. All this while we've been having little flat We start getting the flashbacks of her having cancer. Uh-huh. And... Not communicating very well, and the no. family not and the family not letting her communicate. Both happen. There yeah. were times when people would cut her she off. She seemed to be ready to confess, and she was cut off. But there's also when the doctor asked, "Did I'm, I assume you know that she refused surgery?" And he said, "I know now." Uh-huh. Communication is not strong 
with this couple. couple. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not good. And it's not something that they were able to necessarily... I mean, it was implied, well, with her having an affair and not telling people. Uh-huh. But it's not really brought up until right here at the end how bad they are communicating. And it is kind of a, oh, well, that's why, at the end of the movie, not something that they built as a reason throughout the movie of why she would have an affair. It just kind of... They're well, just like, uh, it, there's all kinds of reasons for affairs, but I yeah. think the lack of communication or the the not yeah. uh, completely, you know, down to the bare bones honesty in communication. That's they you know, built, that's just fueling the yeah. fire anyway. They built up the affair as a thing that happened, but didn't give it. I I don't believe they gave it the the affair itself the necessary plot uh-huh. to make to no. drive the story. And you you make your choice if you're going to do that sort of thing. Yeah. You choose it. It was meh. It doesn't just happen. You choose it. Yeah. So, anyway. he's really mad, and he goes away. I think they're both mad. They're, everyone's mad. Way. The I'm daughter's mad. mad. And then... George wasn't mad. No, of course George wasn't mad. George is stone mason. Yeah. <coughs> but he's rock solid. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. Oh, I can't believe I pulled that one out for you. Yeah. And then at the very end, Liam Neeson decides to go to the London party that, that he gave this guy the money for that is going to be a celebration of his dead wife's life hosted by her lover. Her lover, And he invites the daughter. And he invites his daughter. And his daughter's boyfriend. Yes, which... The stonemason. It should have been really obvious <laughs> that this was going to turn into a, you know what, I'm okay with this moment. He it was sure he was getting ready to out well exactly the the Antonio Banderas but character the and having the ending be oh why you I actually you know what you're cool that was the way this movie would have stereotypically ended and that's how it ended mm-hmm. well it it ended I think it ended with forgiveness mm-hmm. it did yeah that he needed to forgive forgiveness this but man he needed to forgive his wife he needed I think... to forgive everybody. And I think when he said to Rafe, you know, that you were Lisa's friend, that was as much as that character could could speak forgiveness because mm-hmm. he's not good at communicating. No. Nope. And that's and that's all that could be expected. And then the last little bit is the next thing, which I think is the restoration of the relationship that's left. And that's yeah. with his daughter and, and her, her and boyfriend and her man friend, yeah. you know. Whoever her, this guy is. Her well, it was interesting that earlier in the movie, when he first saw him in his in his basement uh, apartment, when they encountered each other there, uh-huh. and the tortoise, but where he was, he was ready. He was threatening him. Not, well, he not, didn't know that he didn't know he, he was being threatened, but he had picked up a hammer and was going to whack this guy. And I think at that time, it was as if he he saw what this guy really was a scammer. Scammer, and it was almost like he had pity on the guy at that point. Maybe at the end, I think he was realizing he's he was actually an okay guy. Yeah, well, or you he know, had, or he had the ultimate. Or maybe pity maybe there was more pity at the end because but, yeah. he had come to England, he had gotten a job, you know, he was seen as an okay person, and he was grieving as well. Yeah. Now the problem with that this all is that if you see the guy and you have pity on him, you don't. Your next step is not to 
keep doing your creepy stalker thing by sending him more emails from the dead wife asking him to go to dinner because that's the progression of events. (laughs) Right. And he was still trying to get revenge in some form. But I think he couldn't decide how to get revenge. But at that point, the pity wasn't enough. It was... Head to the scales. You're such a scumbag. This means I need... It's not, I feel sorry for you because you're such a loser. It's, you're such a loser, I need to drive you into the ground. Yeah. This is because we watch too many exploding helicopter movies. We could do that. That we can't deal with a movie that doesn't have massive explosions in it. I can deal with movies that don't have massive explosions. I'm just saying. I mean, it was sort of the, emotional blackmail wasn't the right thing to say, but. I mean, that's what happened, yes. But but that's kind (laughs) of what was going on there. It, It was. Yeah. He was trying to get drill this guy right into the ground emotionally mm-hmm. and and make him hurt as much as he could, but not physically. Yeah. Which is not Liam Neeson's forte, let's be honest. Yeah. He's well, much better at killing people. Well, you mean him as, as a character. <laughs> as a character. <laughs> I will say the dismissive tone of voice in which he read that email that one time. Was oh my goodness. really cracking you up. It was. It was, it, it was, it was good cop voice yeah, in that. It was, it was good cop, but in the way that if... Sing-songy. Sing-song, it was very mocking. Uh-huh. But I want you to try and imagine reading a love letter in the tone of voice that your younger brother would read your text messages to your crush. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was, it it was that char- was funny. Well, it was also very character defining to him on how seriously he took his wife's communication. He took the communications going on because he was seeing something honest and he was not treating it honestly or respectfully or anything. Well, he felt betrayed. Yeah. And he, and he has no recourse because she's and gone. Did, and his daughter did was there and did not care and thought it was weird and dad, please stop. Well, because she just wants to get on with her own grief. Yeah, and she's like, Mom, yes, we're... It's over. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Let's yeah. get on with She life. tried to... She, she worked very hard to get him to not go over the kind of mm-hmm. deep end. This movie, we, you may notice we've talked a lot about the plot. This one... Yeah. Uh, what do you mean, plot schmuck? Um, no, it's just we usually talk about the plot when it's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> if it's worth seeing, we'll let te- Elliot watch it instead. This I want to go see this one in a theater. Uh, we paid money for this. We, we paid Amazon Prime money for this. Really? It's, yeah. We oh, did. good. We can yeah. watch it again tomorrow. Yeah, we can watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we aren't going to watch it. We're not going to watch it again tomorrow. Oh, Guaranteed. We're, we're probably going to give this one a zero because really there was, there yeah, was the really peril. no peril. I mean, he, we don't rate it. E- even things. if even if stress was peril, he did it all to himself. Yeah, he just made himself nuts. No, this is that okay. stress is not Where peril. Is We've been over this stress many is times. Not peril. The other man. Okay, that's it. Peril Join us next week when maybe I've got a voice. That would be helpful. Uh, we'll have to go to the probably have to go to the library before then, so we can actually have some of the movies because they're not on Amazon. Oh my gosh, that means we have to plan ahead. Oh my god, how dare we? <gasps> okay. Wow. Okay, bye.